The Bar Star Podcast, hosted by Stephen O'Reilly, is a podcast about working musicians, their friends, and their opinions. Stephen is a musician in Louisville, Kentucky, who has... Wait a second. This guy's a drummer, not a real musician? Somebody gave a drummer a microphone for his voice? The hell? Unreal. Unbelievable. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host, a still quarantined Stephen O'Reilly. I want to thank you guys for coming back once again to hang out with my dumbass. I appreciate it. And uh, would like to extend a weirdly warm welcome to the new listeners and new subscribers and new followers from literally all over the world. I have uh, noticed that I have some people in other countries who are checking the show out, and I appreciate it. I hope you guys stick around, and if you don't, thanks for stopping by. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody had a good week, and as always, or the new always, I hope you guys are staying safe and shit. Before I go any further, it has been brought to my attention that I am horrible at self-promotion. For those of you that don't know, I do have a YouTube channel. It's got all my podcasts on it, so if you're missing something and you don't want to do the Podbean app or anywhere else, you can also find them on YouTube. However, I do have quite a few drum videos over there, because after all, I am a drummer. And yes, I post my videos on Facebook and Instagram, but I also post them on my YouTube channel. You can find the link in my show notes, uh, but it is youtube.com slash O'ReillyDrums47. 47. That's right, 47, because everything's 47. So there you go. Make sure you you take a moment to check that out and click the likey-likey or subscribey-subscribey or whatever. And one last thing, wherever you get your podcast, if you have the ability to review it or rate it, uh, please give me a five-star rating if you think I've earned it. And if you don't, then that's cool too. Today on the show, I have part one of my conversation with Mr. Jake Badger. Now, I split this episode in two parts because Jake and I ended up talking for almost three and a half hours. That's right, kids, three and a half hours. Um, Jake recently lost his dad to COVID-19, and we discuss all that, but that is in part two. And the reason I bring it up now is because with all that's going on in Jake's life, he's still wanted to come on the show. He wanted to hang out with me and just shoot the shit. And that's basically what we did, which is half the reason why we talked for three and a half hours. The other reason is we did it in person. Don't worry. We were social distancing. We were about eight feet apart from each other. I measured. They were baby eight. I'm just kidding. Um, We decided to record this episode in and part two because it was all done in one day but we decided to record in trio production house which is the studio that jake owns which used to be louisville music studios uh, david payne sold it to jake jake now runs it with his buddy Corey pollard for those of you that do not know now you know 
Jake runs the place, and that is also where the Swerve practices with. That is our home base, so we have our rehearsal room there. And we just thought that we wanted to do it in person. Um, we both are healthy, all that kind of good, happy horse shit. And it was nice to see somebody else other than our significant others than we're quarantined with. Not that we don't like them, but nobody has a chance to socialize anymore other than on a computer screen. So we did it in person. But in this episode, in part one, we talk a lot about Jake's upbringing, and he has some funny-ass stories. He talks all about his first rig, his uh, his first ventures in playing drums, which was pretty damn funny, and some of the train wrecks that he had. One was uh, a cross between a train wreck and an act of God. It was pretty good. So we get into all kinds of stuff, and we have a lot of fun. It was a great time hanging out with Jake. He's such a good dude. Um, he's been through a lot lately, and this was a way for him to take his mind off of stuff and hopefully help some other people take their minds off of what's going on because that's just the kind of dude Jake is. So with all that being said, or having said that, or whatever that stupid fucking phrase is, uh, I'm going to get to my conversation with Jake. So here is part one of the awesome hang that I had with the ultra-talented, super-busy, member of the police force yes we will reveal that a one mr jake badger it's always been that way yeah i've done i mean i've done both Exclusively, I've done both at the same time. But there's guys that just, you never know who they are. Like that Corey guy. I never fucking knew that guy existed. Uh, yeah. You just telling me about Kinsey and Seven Day Son and Zabrosa and all that. I remember those bands. And I know I've played with them when I was in Heaven Hill, but I don't remember those bands. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't remember what they sound like. I don't know any of the guys in any of those bands. And that's not a, that's not a diss. That was... 12 fucking years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I first moved up here, and, and you've heard me talk about it. Hell, you and I have talked about it. When I first moved up here, it was the blur. <laughs> it was a massive blur. But anyway. <laughs> All right, enough about that. So we, I, am sitting here in the Trio Production House. Glad you got rid of the snake. With my buddy, <laughs> Jake Badger. What's up, man? What up? How are you? I'm good, man. Glad to uh, finally be hanging with you on the show. I know. You look good. Thanks, man. You look good, too. Appreciate it. It's nice to be seen (laughs) by another fucking human. It's nice to be seen by somebody that's not been in my house. True. It's it's some new uh, scenery. It is some new scenery. (laughs) That's right. My wife is blinking too loud. Stop it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you and I have actually been trying to hook this up for a while, um, and then all this shit went down, and... Yada, 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 and it is the state of the Black Plague, as I have so affectionately dubbed it, because <laughs> it's fucking funny. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's funny, because <laughs> you need some humor every now and then. Absolutely. Um, so here's where I want to start with you, because you have been, you and I have been friends for a while. We don't know each other intimately yet, but I have a shitty memory. You do know that about me, <laughs> especially my timeline memory. My timeline memory is horrid. How did we meet and when? 
do you remember? Oh, That's right. Put time. your ass on the spot. Let's see. Two minutes into the show, uh, on the spot. For, like officially, like met, like hey, how you doing? Blah blah blah. Was, sure, would probably be. Uh, <laughs> we'll go with that. I remember I was at Headliners um, way back in two thousand something, um, and I was at a Heaven Heaven Hill show. You saw Heaven Hill? I did. See, I've already learned something. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and uh, I saw this dude playing drums, and he was flipping his sticks, and I was like, "Fuck that guy! He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy! He sucks." <laughs> it's so funny. Like in the rock world, like you give somebody the finger, and they're like, "That means like." You're awesome. You're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. See, see a drummer, you're like, fuck that guy. That means like they're kicking ass. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Don't try that if you're on stage at a country concert. Don't flick off no, the whole it crowd. Yeah. No, it doesn't. You won't play work. anymore. Yeah. No, it does, that does uh, not work. But yeah. And then I think, like, I saw you, like, I think we just kind of passed in the crowd. And I was like, hey, man. And that was about it. But um, I have no idea. Sorry. Yeah. You were a douche. And then. Uh, oh, not, I am a douche. <laughs> I admit it. I am a fucking douche rocket. I admit it. I have no problem admitting it. And it's because here, let's let's just pause and explore this for a second. Here's why I'm a douche. Because if it doesn't stick with me or make an impact, not that you as a human didn't make an impact. Yeah, yeah. But in that moment of, oh my God, there's four hundred and seventy thousand fucking people trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Not literally. Yeah. I don't remember it. Right. It just whew, yeah, and I've always been wired that way. That's why I know I don't know anybody's fucking name. I'm horrible with names, and it's because I've been playing music for so long, and I worked in the service industry off and on for 25 years. I meet not now. I don't meet anybody. I miss all of you. <laughs> I meet on an average. What do you think? You and I do the same thing. We probably meet 100 to 150 people a week. Yeah, man. Fuck you. I'm, I'm not trying to remember your name. I can't <laughs> do it. I just can't. Now I remember your face. Right. I'm really good with faces. Mm-hmm. And Stacy used to give me shit. And I don't I don't think I've talked about this on the show, but somebody would come up to me and I would introduce him and go, Hey, this is my wife Stacy. What is your name? Because I don't remember. <laughs> and she would ask me, she would say, Are you not embarrassed by that? No. They have one of me. I have thousands of them. Yeah. I just I can't remember it. I always introduce whoever I'm with. I'm like, hey, this is Sierra. And then I'm hoping that they go, oh, I'm I'm Jack. <laughs> Jack. That's it. I knew. Jack. Started with a J. Yeah, but I figure it's just easier to rip the bandaid off and go, brother, I do not remember your fucking name. Yeah. So anyway, It's, it's hard to remember uh, when you see so many people. I mean, for me, playing music yep. uh, and then being in law enforcement. I Absolutely. See, I see lots of faces. Yes, you do. <laughs> and they, and, well, and I think that's what there's a, there's a numbers disadvantage to us because people will say, well, how do you not remember me? I met you at blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You met me that night. Yeah. I met 50 of you. Right. I, yeah. I, I got nothing. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And if they, like if they point something, you know, like a specific show or something, yeah. like, then you might jar the memory. Yeah. But. It'll click and it'll be easier. But I, I do find it amusing that people get mad. But I tell them straight <laughs> up, I don't, dude, I don't fucking remember your name. Anyway, sorry. So we met after that show. Um, yeah. I think we just kind of crossed paths there and said, you know, hey. And then uh, I don't think we officially met. God, I don't even. That's a that's a hard question. I don't I know. know when we officially met. I don't either. We have crossed paths so many so many different times. Oh yeah. And I don't think we really got to sit down and chat until we both started coming here maybe. Was it before? I know we've mm. we've talked before that, but I don't I don't think we we really we really got tight. 
until we came in here. Because I know we would, uh, we, we, get, we practice on the same day. So me and you were usually the first ones here because we're drummers and. Yeah, we're douchebags. First one's in, last one's out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did we pick that damn instrument? Actually, we didn't. It picked me. I yeah, can't speak for that, you, but that is true. I ask myself all the time. You know, usually when I'm loading gear in and out, why, why do I do this? <laughs> why didn't I not, didn't I play harmonica? Damn it! I don't even go to harmonica. I just go. <laughs> why the fuck didn't I learn a white collar job? Yeah, no shit. Nice. Uh, Nice polo somewhere in a big old fat check and not having to lug gear in and out of a truck when it's three speaking, degrees. Speaking of polo, Stacy showed me a video the other day and, and it, there was uh, some uh, some people doing a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A tribute to the Derby since it's technically mm-hmm. Derby week and we're not having Derby here in Lowell because we're in the Black Plague. Um, <laughs> and this one dude was on camera wearing a polo shirt and a bow tie. Oh, nice. No. <laughs> Jake, not nice. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah, that's that's disturbing. It was pretty disturbing. Anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. I, I would say that you you are probably correct. It probably was. I'm taking off my jacket on the microphone. Can't see me, so you can't see my fat rolls. It probably was here um, when we really, really started talking because we've always known of each other. Yeah, um, and I think. I, I think a lot of that happens in this town. I can't speak for other towns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can for other towns I've lived in, but I think in in Louisville because so many of us play, right? And so many of us play in multiple bands because we're whores. Yep. I think that w- we don't get a chance, and we're all guilty of not making a chance, not making the time. But we don't get a chance to actually hang. Right. It's more like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh yeah, I know that dude. Oh, that guy's awesome, and we don't really know if that guy's awesome or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until later. We see each other out. on social media. Yes. Um that was that was always a big thing uh with MySpace back in the day. And uh the do you know what I call MySpace? <laughs> What's that? The glittery online time <laughs> suck. <laughs> oh, Everybody's yeah. fucking page had glitter on it. It did. I don't <laughs> I'm sure mine did at some point. Yes it yes it did. Don't even say it didn't. Don't you fucking lie to me. You know you, it did. you had your top your top five and you had your favorite song playing whenever they <laughs> then they moved it to the top eight because five people were not enough yeah and then they moved it to the top 12 and then and then it just got messy after that yeah and then you top... know it's still around i heard it's trying to make a comeback but i don't know actually i don't think it's trying to make a comeback it's just there yeah and there's a fuck pile of musicians on it believe really? it or not. yeah believe it or not i would love to be able to get into my own myspace just like that was right when I started really playing music and right. uh, just cracked into the rock scene, and I was seventeen, eighteen years old. Oh my god! How old are you now? Thirty-one. I'll be thirty-two this year. I hate your face. <laughs> I'm fucking old. And uh, how old were you back then? Uh, at the height of MySpace would have been two thousand four, two thousand three. So I was in my thirties. I'm as was as old as you are now. No shit. Yeah, I'm 45. Old fucker. Damn. I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was a baby back then. I had hair, and um, <laughs> and it was great. Well, I haven't had hair in a minute, but whatever. <laughs> I have pictures to prove that I did have hair, but I haven't had hair in a minute. I had a big Jew, like curly Jew fro, man. I know. I saw those pictures. That's great. Nasty. It was like a bad fire. Like, you had to put a lot of water on it to get it contained. And, uh, and then but when you, I was playing. But you wore man, it well. 
Yeah. It, it never grew down. I always wanted it to grow down. You know? But it grew out? It just grew out like a, like a damn bush. Like you should have just owned that shit as long as you could have. <laughs> Been like the drummer for Our Lady Peace. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. He used to come out. For those of you that don't know, Our Lady Peace is an amazing <clears throat> Canadian band. Um, late 90s. Go check them out. Uh, but their drummer was exactly what you said, Big Giant Jufro, except he always wore sports. Go sports ball. <laughs> he always wore sports shit on stage. So he would wear a tank top of whatever team and some running shorts. But he would wear the the trademark is he would whatever colors he was wearing, his he would wear knee high socks that were the same color as his outfit. <laughs> so he looked like a seventies basketball player yeah. with this big giant fro. It was fucking great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So anyway, all right. So we don't really know exactly when or where we met, but we are we are now friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you start playing? Let's go there. Because I know you were born, you grew up, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Oh, wait. Pause. Sorry. Are you from Louisville? New Albany. New Albany. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're from Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> New Albany. Might as well be Louisville. Um, but yeah, I uh, you know started beating on pots and pans and shit when I was a kid. You mean um, you're, a, you're, you're a quintessential drummer? Yeah. You're a stereotype? Stereotype. You're yep. a cliche. Yep. I love you because yeah. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I have pictures to prove it. I wasn't making any making any pictures. sense, but just making noise. Um, I really didn't start playing until um probably fourth grade. Uh, my my dad got married and one of my new stepsisters were uh, taking drum lessons. And um I like it when the girls play drums. Yeah, she so she had a drum. And wait, set. wait, wait. Sorry, I have some freaky <laughs> listeners. That's not in a gross way, you fucks. <laughs> we need we need more girl drummers. We They're, do, and and here's why I like it when girls play because a lot of girls will play for a minute and then it's too. They're they're trying to play girly. I wish you guys could see this. I'm making T Rex <laughs> arms right now. And then you get the girls that hit hard. Oh, yeah. That makes me happy. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. So. Um, she showed me the basic four on the floor. You know, it's one, two, B. Right. And I just played the shit out of that. <laughs> boom, tap, boom, tap. I thought it was big shit. When I finally got it down, I got all my arms in something. And then uh, I slowly evolved to the boom, boom, tap. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, tap. And then I just started listening to, like, all my favorite songs and trying to match what was going on on the record to, like, Matching what tom sounds were what which right symbols and trying to figure all that out. Okay, wait. Now, how old would have you have been? Fourth grade, I was probably ten, maybe. Okay, so what year would that have been? Because that's my math oh, is shit. shit. Rough, all right, rough so guess. So two thousand. I'm asking you this. See, two thousand one. I would have been. I was in seventh grade till twelve, thirteen. So this was probably ninety. Eight ninety seven maybe. Okay, cool. The reason I was asking is because if you were, if it was kind of pre two thousand two ish, you were in that weird transition of actual physical music, CDs, cassettes, what the fuck ever, mm-hmm. and online shit where you could get it streaming wise. Because when I was teaching, it was uh, yes, that was a literal <laughs> sigh, an actual legit <laughs> sigh. Because when I was teaching, and I would get a. 12 or 13 year old that would look at me and ask me what the fuck a CD is. I would want to pull my face off. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's why I was asking because I, was, I couldn't, I couldn't quite put it in 
music history times what you were doing. This was right as like CDs were like on thriving. the way out. No, they no they were thriving. They were thriving when I started playing. Um, what year did you say? Ninety eight. Ninety seven. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would have been thriving right there because they didn't really start to go on their way out till mid 2000s. So I'll have to uh, do a time check just to uh, confirm. But my first three rock CDs, because I, I was I was raised on country. My first three rock albums: "Significant Other" by Limp Biscuit, <coughs> "Follow the Leader" by Corn, and then uh, "Devil Without a Cause" Kid Rock. So. Cliche, like looking back now, you're like, Ugh. I'm not gonna lie, I'm still a corn fan and I love the old Lip Biscuit. That was my favorite band forever. I had the red Yankees hat. <laughs> I have embarrassing pictures to prove that too. <laughs> I was trying to hold in my laughter. <laughs> you know me, I don't judge anything. I'll tell you I don't like it, but I'll never ever yeah. say anything sucks. I just don't. But it's funny because in that time frame, you would have been the quintessential target audience for those records yeah so you just snatched them up that's pretty funny and uh funny as in haha and funny as in <laughs> ironic yeah because yeah. you you were right in that demographic and you yeah. snatched those I records mean, it, up it it brought me in i didn't know what nookie was but i love the song <laughs> so this is great <laughs> so we uh so they got me. They turned me onto those albums. Also, Eminem's first record came out that year as well. Mm-hmm. I love that record. It was disturbing and it was angry, and mm-hmm. I was that was like, you know, having a new stepmom and whole <laughs> that whole new environment. I mean, that just t- talk about target audience that, right there. So that I, amped your little ass up. <laughs> I was in my room like, fuck everybody. <laughs> so fuck uh, you, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I started. I started playing that, and I would only get an opportunity to play from about. Let's see, I got home from school at like two thirty, so I could only play till about five or six when my parents got home because right. it was lights no, out, yeah. no, no, no drums, no, no drums. drums. Yeah, and uh, I mean, granted, back then I wasn't playing songs; I was just making a bunch of damn racket <laughs> and driving everybody nuts. So, um, wasn't like I was making sense. <laughs> So the first song I like, and I was I was self taught. I, I didn't have any lessons. My parents never sent me no lessons. I just kind of picked up everything by ear. And um, the first song I played all the way through because I fell in love with the drum part, and I just listened to it over and over again until I finally got it down. Was Toxicity. No shit. Yeah. That's the first thing you learn how to play drums yeah. all the way through? Yeah. Nice. And uh, I'm showing my age. You know what mine was? <laughs> What's that? Red Hot by right. Motley Crue. Oh, okay. It's the first one I learned how to yeah, play yeah. from beginning to end. See, I I learned, I didn't come into the classic rock, what's considered classic rock now. I, I didn't <sighs> I didn't come into that till <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, That's right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um but yeah, man, like I, I fell in love. That, well, that whole System of a Down album, it was, it was, it was weird mm-hmm. and kind of intriguing. Like, yeah, like there's, there's a, the, the vocals are kind of weird, but there's so many like musically, it's such a great album. And, right, and John Dolomans an amazing fucking drummer. Oh yeah, that dude's and, sick. And I, and the same thing with Lip Biscuit, like Fred Durst's vocal. Like listen, listening to the vocals now, I'm like, <laughs> this shit is so stupid. <laughs> 
but the music. Uh, you well, got John Otto, yeah, who's I was getting a great ready to say, drummer, stupid good. Um, Wes Borland, amazing guitar player. Like, I mean, the band, the band was awesome. It was phenomenal. And then mm-hmm. you got Fred Durst just rapping about hot dog flavored water and shit, and they're like, "What the fuck?" But um, and of course, Corn. I still love those guys. Um, which they have Ray Luzier playing yeah. with them now, who's mm-hmm. an absolute monster. Yeah, he's a monster drummer. Uh, hey, Ray, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, please explain to me why the fuck you put your china in the middle of your drum kit 14 feet high. <laughs> please. just I want to know. You can email me. I don't care. Anyway, go ahead. And, and to add to that, his cymbals are tilted the opposite way. Have you noticed that? I have, and I know why guys do that. I tried I, that. I, I broke a lot of sticks. <laughs> tried it for one time. I figured it out <laughs> because you know I set up weird. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say weird. People think I set up weird. I actually don't. I just sit high. Yeah. Ergonomically, where all my shit is, is pretty easy because I'm not my. I never have to stretch my arms. Yes, I'm right. flailing my arms like a monkey right now, kids. <laughs> I never have to stretch my arms completely out to hit anything. But I figured out why guys started doing that. If you look, most of the dudes that have their symbols tilted away from them, they're mm-hmm. under their shoulders. Mm, okay. You ever you ever noticed? Makes sense. Yeah. You're kind of thinking about it now, yeah. going, "Oh shit, it is." Because what they're doing is they're hitting down. They're lowering all their shit, and they're tilting it away, and they're kind of hitting it down in a strike motion. Mm-hmm. And they're, I've read a little bit about it, not enough to know what I'm talking about, but I form my own opinion because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I think the idea is the correct way to hit a cymbal is a glancing blow. Most drummers know that. Because mm-hmm. if you play in it, you're going to break it. If you play through it, you're not going to break it as fast, but it'll eventually you'll break it. They want to kind of do a glancing blow. Yeah. None of us play that way. Yeah. I don't give a shit how the fucking things are designed. None mm-hmm. of us hit that way. But if you come down on it and it's angled away from you, you can't directly smash it on the edge, which is wrong because you'll you'll just bend it like that. Here we go, kids. We're going in the drum weeds. <laughs> if you if you hit it right dead on the on the edge of it mm-hmm. with no up or down motion, just almost like smashing the edge with a hammer, that's where it flexes wrong and that's where they'll break. Yeah. So I think the the idea is if you come down on it and you're kind of, even if you're not um, slicing it, so to speak, or glancing it, mm-hmm. if you come down at that angle, you can't help but do the glancing blow. You can't play through it and you can't hit it dead on. Yeah. That's what my conclusion is. Makes sense. I don't like it. As far as for me, I mean, if whatever works for you is whatever works. Yeah. I've tried it on a couple symbols and I don't, nope, I hate this. Which in my shit's a, a little bit lower than my shoulders. Not much, but a little bit. But their stuff's way probably mid mid bicep. Yeah. If you look at that shit. I, kind of uh, weird. I tried it. I think it's cool for the rock stuff. Mm-hmm. With me doing country, I do a lot of d- dynamic stuff. And mm-hmm. it just, you can't get the feel of it mm-hmm. with, with it being tilted. Something else I've seen, uh, Carrie Underwood's drummer does it, and Jack White's drummer does it. They play oh, dude. their kits tilted away from them. It's so, it's so weird, and it, it kind of gives me anxiety just thinking about it. It gives me anxiety, too, because <laughs> I, I can picture that dude in my, in my head, but I can't speak for Jack White's drummer because I don't know who he is, and I cannot remember Carrie Underwood's drummer's name. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude, and I follow you on Instagram. My bad. Um that dude is a fucking monster. Yeah, he's a beast, yeah. But watching him play, it gives me anxiety. And watching Keith Carlock play gives me anxiety, too. Keith Carlock, I know the name. Steely Dan. Yeah, Steely Dan. Watching that guy play, ugh, I can't do it. Now, listen to him, I, my entire body moves. Yeah. Watching him, I, I'm like fucking, <laughs> it's, I can't take it. Ugh. 
Yeah, it's so it's such a weird. I mean, it it looks like his drums didn't get set up before the show. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I saw, it, I was like, "What the hell did this Tom like?" Thought his floor tom leg gave out because I back I did in my too. early days I did too. <laughs> I've had that happen. You know, you're sitting there jamming, and all of a sudden One of the leg goes out, didn't tighten your, and it, yep. it falls away from you, and then you're like, still oh, hitting shit. It. Oh, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been there. That's probably what happened. He's like, it's kind of cool. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's very very unique, and I mean, it's it's funny how every drummer has their their own little oh yeah i mean it might be a, a five piece regular setup but still there's some kind of uniqueness to everybody's setup it's your own office oh for sure every instrument is personal um guitar bass whatever it is but there's only so much you can do with those everybody's going to get kind of close mm-hmm. and i know i'm generalizing and my guitar player friends are going to go you're fucking wrong <laughs> no i'm not to my show i'm right <laughs> But jokes aside, drums is the most personal instrument ever. Yeah. And the only thing that makes it win the most personal inf- instrument ever is because every human is built different. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. You got a six foot seven drummer. He ain't sitting behind that rig right there. Yeah. The rig we're staring at. He's yep. too fucking tall for it. Mm-hmm. He has to move it. Mm-hmm. You do a six foot seven guitar player, the only thing he's going to have to move is a strap. Yep. And whatever intonation, and, or not intonation, action on the neck and all that shit. But there's only so much you can do with that. Right. A guitar is a guitar. Mm-hmm. So I, it's it's always fascinated me to look at other drummer setups. Oh, me too. And That's- try to play other drummer shits. I cannot, Ryan, I love you. Ryan Murphy, you know I love you. <laughs> I hate playing your fucking drums. <laughs> you sit on the floor. I love you, though. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. Like, you know, I mean, we all... The drummers get put in every time we go to like Nashville. Oh God, house kits everywhere. I know house kits are my worst nightmare because they're Mm. always trashed. Yep, and they always sound like shit. You can never get them to how you want to set up, and like especially in Nashville, like you have like ten minutes, yeah, (laughs) to put your shit on it and try to get it somewhat comfortable. And like, I'm one of those guys. Like, I'll play in front of twenty thousand people. I don't give a shit as long as. I know what I'm doing. Yes. I'm 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 good and and you know having a good crew around you of course. But if I'm not comfortable, oh, it's a shit I show. I get in my head. Yep. And I do the same thing, dude. Oh man, and like it just it's it's just one of those nerve-wracking things, but uh No, I do the same thing. I'm I'm the same way and and the other I was going to say problem, but I guess the other issue with a lot of backline kits is half the time all the hardware is fucking stripped. So oh, it won't stay where you put and they it. Don't have felt. No, your symbols are <laughs> bouncing around everywhere. I'm. Why do people still felt? They know. like when they're I, the when cheapest I, drum thing to buy. I know they're like fifteen cent. There's there's a five hundred dollar kick drum set in here. They don't sell that. They steal the fifteen cent felt. Yeah, and that pisses me off. I would rather them steal the fucking steal kick the, drum. Yes, yeah, steal the kick, not the felts. Because now I can't even put my damn symbol. Up on the sna- on the stand, and I didn't bring any because they were supposed to be here. So I'm like, damn it! I keep a bag of felts in my pedal box. I usually have extra ones, but the only time I don't have extra ones are when I need them, and it pisses me off. You right, you right. <laughs> Every time I got down to Nashville, uh, we was playing O Red, and um, it was the first time we played down there, and they was like, 
drums or backline, just bring cymbals, snare, and pedals. Right. Cool. Easy enough. The, the usual. I get down there. They didn't have a clutch for the hi-hat. They said people kept stealing them. They don't let them go out. They don't, they don't put them out anymore. I was like, uh, you're gonna well, need. You didn't tell me. Yeah, you didn't tell me that. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need one of them. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm gonna have to have that. <laughs> <laughs> That's as vital as a stick. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, luckily, it is. luckily they had one saved back because if not, it'd have been a very undynamic thrashing show well it can (laughs) that's one of those situations where you you turn into the ultimate professional here's my wallet give me the clutch yeah we'll trade when the show's over here's my cell phone (laughs) yeah whatever you need of mine you'll get the clutch back i have to have that yeah so um so going back to when i first started playing i I didn't know. Look at you. I was getting ready to do that, and you yeah. did it. We're on the same page. <laughs> so I, I didn't know. I was oh my new. God, let's make out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's do it. Uh, I didn't. I was ignorant to pretty much everything in music. I, right. I mean, I was just putting my toes in the water. I didn't know what brands were good. Um, I didn't know there were different size drumsticks. Right. Uh, I didn't know anything. All I knew was drums were cool. And I enjoyed them. <laughs> and they pissed my parents off. And that made me like them even more at that stage. And uh, they're cool. I like, ooh, and they make people angry. Yes, please. Uh, I'm in for that. I'm like, oh, you want to you wanna yell at me? Listen to this shit. Or I just, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even making sense. I wasn't even playing music. I was just making noise and just hitting shit as hard as I could. So um, I had some buddies that were in a band. Um, in high school, and their drummer, who was also a buddy of mine, he was a skateboarder and broke his foot. And um, they had a show coming up, and he's like, "We don't know anybody who plays drums." I was like, "Man, I play in my room. Like, <laughs> I can." I was like, "What are y'all doing?" He's like, "Oh, we do a couple Green Day songs or whatever." So I had um, my first drum set that I had was Argent Drum Company. You ever heard of them? Nope. Me either. <laughs> I'm convinced that. And like to this day. I love it, you for that. <laughs> to this day, I still haven't seen another Argent Drum Company. I'm pretty sure this is the only one they ever made. And I, I remember this was Kentucky and Music it? Center. Yeah, I do. Nice. It's it's in I think it's in my grandpa's shed somewhere. It's in pieces but i still have at least a kick drum i know that nice anyway go ahead so i remember my grandpa he he's he's always been the one that supported me uh playing music from the get-go uh he's when i when i was a little kid i had a little paper drum set and um they used to put me behind the curtain in the living room and my grandpa would introduce me and i'd come running out and he would say i was playing pretty woman it was his like favorite song, like, and then I would come and just like hit the drums. And I was a kid, and they would clap, and you know, right. I, I thought I was, you know, king shit, shit up on. Oh, Third king Mountain. shit! Oh, that's even better. <laughs> I, there's about seven things already I'm stealing from you, just <laughs> so you know. I'm rubbing my boobs too, because I'm gonna steal some shit anyway, guys. So we went to uh, it was the Kentucky Anna Music Center in New mm-hmm. Albany, and my grandpa was like, "All right, I want to get him the best drum set we can get here and the best cymbals." So we left with Argent drums, 
and camber cymbals. Oh my god, I remember those. Um, they sound it. If you ever hit a trash wait, can lid, wait, it's worse. You hear that right now? That is the sound of every drummer listening to this, cringing <laughs> over camber, camber or camber, whatever camber. how you pronounce it. They're all going. Oh! <laughs> we know, guys. We know. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna. I just remembered this. I so senior pictures. You know, everybody takes embarrassing pictures. I have a picture with my Jufro and this drum set. Argent Argent Drum Company. Hashtag who the F is that? And I'm like sitting there with my sticks and my I think I had cut my Jufro down a little bit because my parents wanted me to cut my hair for my senior pictures, but I was like still a rebellious asshole. Right. So I just like trimmed it. Which I regret now because I just look like an idiot. And uh so I'm just sitting there with my sticks and like in this studio and I have these shitty drums behind me. I'm like, God, why did I take a picture with these? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, but I was just happy to get a set of drums. Like I'd always want, oh, I get drums. It. Dude, I get it. I, I actually took guitar lessons for like six months, not long before this, but, uh, my guitar teacher had a heart attack and died. Oh, so I was like, <laughs> that's a sign <laughs> i knew i should i knew that i should have went with drums like i'm that was my fault well there went that sorry dude <laughs> it was probably all the uh, stress from trying to get me to play uh london bridge just falling down oh on God. acoustic guitar <clears throat> and uh nobody wants to play that shit nobody wants to, i was like this is stupid i don't want to play mary had a little lamb i want to want to play some some joe diffie or something come on so, um, Mary had a little lamb and she was a bitch. Can we move on, please? <laughs> really? Come on, let's go. It was terrible. I actually still have that guitar. It's uh, like a little shitty acoustic. I actually just found it at my dad's when we were cleaning out his house. But, uh, ah. so, um, going back to the first show that I, I got asked to sub in on, we, we jammed in the basement, uh, for a couple of weeks and we played this show outside, which is terrible. <coughs> if you have a PA. It's really bad if you don't. Uh, so I remember playing. I just I'm gonna go hang out in my car. You just talk. I love you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had just saved up. At this point, I'm 16. Right. Um, working nine to five. Working at like Taco Bell or some other shitty fast food place. Come on, nothing. You see how fast that was, and you gave me nothing. You just went on like I'm not even here. See, I'm really going to sit in my car. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I don't like you anymore. So I save up and buy my first real symbol. You want to guess what it is? It's a 50-50 shot, honestly, for that time period <laughs> and being that young. I'm going to say it was a peisty. Close. You should, you should know it because you play them. Oh, your Sabian. first was a Sabian? First, I was a Sabian guy. See, here's why. Warning. Rabbit hole coming right now. <laughs> Here's why I went with with a Piesty because at that time you were 16, so you would that would have been early 2000s, right? Mm -hmm. Sabian had just started to kind of reinvent themselves mm -hmm. um, because the early 90s stuff was not that good. Sabian, I love you. I I endorse your products. Please do not 
release me for saying that. <laughs> but it's true. Their yeah. 90s stuff was just not that good. Mm-hmm. And somewhere they started to reinvent themselves in the early 2000s and their shit became fucking amazing. So I'm so used to everybody that, I shouldn't say everybody, most of my drummer friends and most of the drummers that I know, who had the biggest marketing back then? Yeah. Peisty and Zildjian. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. There wasn't social media yet, mm-hmm. so it wasn't in it, we, you couldn't search everything out quite as easily as you can now. Right. I mean, the handheld device, you can find the fucking flying a horse's ass in the middle of <laughs> Kalamazoo. <laughs> um, but that's why I went with, with Peisty, because yeah. it was those were the two biggest ones that were everywhere, and then all the other ones were underneath. Now it's probably the four, mm-hmm. which will be Pisces, Zildjian, Sabian, and Minel. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. There's some other ones too, but I mean, Minel's exploded in the last oh, five yeah. or six years. They have some great shit. They do. Everybody makes great shit now. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, there was- Not so much. No. And there was Pisces and Zildjian. That was it. Right. And then Sabian came along. So that's cool that you bought your first Sabian. Yeah, or your first so, single was a Sabian. So, and, and, and I skipped uh, part of my music career, I guess. Uh, just going straight to my first band, but I played in, also played in like middle school. Um, actually, in sixth grade, I tried to get into band. The percussion section was full, and I had to play trombone. So, third drummer on the show that has played a wind instrument in lieu of drums <laughs> in school, I played trumpet. Really? Yeah, Ian played uh, trumpet. Really? So mm-hmm. tr- I I tried to play trumpet. Trumpet was a lot cooler. So here I am over <laughs> with this slide horn blowing. <laughs> Don't know what the hell I'm doing. Pissed off because I wanted to play drums. I didn't want to play this thing. Right. Um. I learned how to to buzz my lips so I could play the trombone. Oh, that shit was so hard. I remember that. I, I still remember. remember that. I got big old fat lips, so it was easy, but I, I still didn't like it. And uh, I remember when they were teaching me. I was like, oh, it's pretty much just make a fart noise into this little thing and then move the slide back. All right, I got it. I'm good at that. What do you do? I play the sliding fart machine. <laughs> I'm going to shit myself and slide back and forth for 30 minutes, and then all these parents are going to clap. And I remember we had like – in sixth grade, I think we do one – one concert a year, and we played like three songs. You know, it took us all year to learn three songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and those days. Saying that we learned those three songs was still a stretch. Like it, it was. It sounded like a bunch of shit falling down a hallway. And right. And <laughs> I remember. I didn't. I was so pissed off because, like I said, I had to play trombone. I was. I rebelled against it, and I was like, I ain't learning this shit. I don't like it. <laughs> so, what I did learn. Well, what I memorized was my buddy Travis, who remember his name. He's going to come into play later. <laughs> he wow! He, you just asked me to remember a name. <laughs> <clears throat> Have I told you so, yet today that I hate you? <laughs> I'm going to keep you on your toes today. Apparently, fuck. <laughs> so Travis was knocking it out of the park. You know, learning the notes, reading the music. Learning the slides. I just memorized the slide pattern. <laughs> and they had me sitting on the end chair, which later on I discovered, I don't know if it matters in sixth grade, but I know in the in the Louisville Orchestra or whatever, if you're on the end, like you're- Your first chair. Hot shit. Yeah, you're king shit. No, again. king shit. <laughs> <laughs> so- Don't I'm, fuck up your own phrases, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned, I just mimicked the, you know, what he was doing. And I remember some- 
Somebody's parent came up. was like, I watched you the whole time, and you really just played that trombone so good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And that was the first time that I got my first taste of faking it until you make it. I I knew that's where you were going. That's why I backed off the mic with my laugh, because I had some shit that I was going to throw at you. But I went, nope, I know where he's going with this, because I get it. I understand completely. Wait, you just... Yeah, I think I can do this. (laughs) I want to do this. Yes. So seventh grade, I was able to finally get in the percussion section. Um, had a had a band teacher in middle school who was actually the same teacher I had in high school, who was also a great drummer. Um, I mean, of course, he played everything else too. But uh, me and him are still really tight. Like we're still good buddies. So uh, so he helped me a lot. um, Taught me how to read sheet music, and I did like jazz ensemble, pep band, all that, all that good stuff. So it was oh, a lot nice. of fun. Um, so yeah, so uh, we're back to playing our first show the outside. Broken foot guy. Yeah, buddy broke his foot. I filled in for him. Just bought my new B8 Sabian. Wait, you got a B8, <laughs> not even a B8 Pro? <laughs> it actually, it might have been a Pro. I tell mean, me, Tell me it was a Pro and I won't throw it. I think it was, it was a Pro. It was right, a Pro. And, I was um, about to throw this coffee at you. And like like I said, I was just just starting to learn the you know what brands were were good. I liked Sabian because right. my one of my favorite bands at the time was playing them. Godsmack, Shannon Larkin, right? And uh, let this be a lesson, kids. Marketing's there for a fucking reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I see what he's playing. I'm gonna go buy it. I want to play that. I want to play what he plays. Oh, that's seven thousand dollars. Um, what, <laughs> what do you have for? What do you have for fifty? <laughs> P8 Pro. That's my new symbol. <laughs> How bad we're gonna de- we're gonna I, I have to just detract you for a second. How bad when you really started putting two and two together and figuring out money did your asshole pucker when you saw the prices of shit? Oh man, like I was thinking about chopping off limbs because I was I'll never fucking afford any of this shit. Oh my god, I remember. I remember the first time I walked into. Oh. Mom's Music and Jeff. and uh, Which is now called Maxwell's House of Music. You're welcome, Mark, for the free plug. Yes. Love those dudes. And, oh, I uh, do too. And I just know Mark will never listen to this, so I figured I'd bust his balls. <laughs> and if he does listen to it, I love your face. <laughs> so Andy Garby, was, who's another great drummer. Mm-hmm. He, he is a great drummer. He was working the drum room. Nice guy too, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, super nice dude. Um, he was my go-to for years. Uh, I mean, he worked at mom. I, I feel like he worked there for 10 years, but I don't know. He worked there forever. Um, but he helped me learn what was, what gotcha. was good, like what brands worked, what different sounds, you know, what different symbols. What was know, the point yeah. of this? The yeah, point yeah. of that? Why this company made the same shit, only slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> the whole nine yards. I get it. Uh, and then he also told me like, oh, that up here, this is a thousand dollars. This is $500. What you want is over on this rack right here. It's called the used pile. <laughs> this is what you can afford. Little rascals, when they save up their uh, whole jar full of money, and they're like, all right, we want this much wood, and they bring out the little block. <laughs> yeah, same scenario right there. <laughs> you, so, get the, you, get, <laughs> you get the first act snare drum from Walmart. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's class right there. <laughs> I remember the guy's like, I have a home studio. You go down there, there's a first act drum kit. You're like, I'm leaving. Uh, yeah. This is not good. 
Been there, done that. <laughs> got downstairs and literally turned around and walked back upstairs. You have a nice day. I got to go. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that B8 Pro, I'm sitting there playing, you know, just playing my first show. My buddies are jamming. You know, that we got a big crowd of three people out there. One of them's my dad. And uh, the wind's blowing. You're welcome for and it that. it starts blowing a little harder. <laughs> you only get one more of those out of me, and then I'm going to pass out. So, so I'm sitting there playing, and my cymbal's like really waving because I got these cheap-ass you know, stands that, I mean, they're not weighted down. Right. So all I see is that brand-new cymbal getting ready to fall in the middle of the song. So I go to catch it. As I do, as I reach to catch it, I had another crash on this side. Blows over, hits me right in the face. Oh, damn. <laughs> Ouch. So the drums stop. Don't <laughs> yeah, ever do that. You think? <laughs> when everybody's like, don't train wreck a song. This is what this is what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> when all your symbols fall on your face during a song, that's a train wreck. I, I don't uh, know. Would that be a train wreck or an act of God? Maybe a little bit of both. I think it was God telling me, you're not ready yet. <laughs> Go back to your room. <laughs> Go to your room, Jake. You're not ready. <laughs> uh, so thankfully, I, I wasn't fired because we all sucked. and uh, We, just we were all equally shitty. It was fine. <laughs> we went back to the basement and only played in the basement for at least another like three years. I don't, I don't think we... No shit. Yeah, I don't think we... Uh, Wait, so dude that broke his foot never came back and got took his gig back? No, he he got in some other band and and they were stuck with me. Because well, <laughs> <laughs> like I, we didn't really do, I mean, we just jammed in in, uh, in my buddy's basement for a long time. I remember he got Fruity Loops and uh, oh yeah, okay, it took me a second to know what you were talking about. It's a software, yeah, the Fruity Loops software, and yep. we would. Half the time we would like jam and like we just had like a like a shitty mic in the center of the room. So I mean, instead of like ass, but we thought we were cool because ass or three day old ass, both. Ooh, <laughs> we were cool because we could hear ourselves playing and right. then we could burn it on a CD and like you know once again we thought we were king shit <laughs> and. Um, and then the other the Wait, other part stop. of the time. Let's start a band. You and I, two drummers, and we're calling it King, King Shits. <laughs> no, put an S on it. King, King Shits. Shits. I like it. Those would be there. There's a lot of great T-shirts that'll come out of that. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, and we can face the drums to each other instead yeah, of yeah. facing the crowd. We'll look at each other. Oh, of course. King Shits. <laughs> or we just face away from the crowd. That way, everybody just gets to check out our ass while we're playing. And- okay, I'm gonna totally cheese out. <laughs> Worst idea I've ever had, yet I think it would be amazing if it was done correctly. I have always wanted to build a box. Should even call it a box. A fucking stage frame. I've always wanted to set my drums backwards with my back to the crowd and have angled mirrors so I can look at the crowd while I'm playing and all, they can see me from behind and from yeah. the front. So cheesy, but I think if it was done right, it'd be, be cool. cool. I yeah. think it would be cool as shit. Yeah. Okay, mark this day in history. Within the next <laughs> month and a half, some asshole's going to take my idea. If you do, please give me credit. Thank you. Fuck off. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yes. That would be... I, I do like that idea. You, 
can you kind of see it? see it? I've always wanted to do it. It's just so fun. I, I even looked into how to build it and, and got some, but it's so fucking expensive. And moving it definitely it gives you a different perspective. Yes. It gives you a different perspective of the drummer. That's one of the things I loved about Striper. Besides the, the fact that they're great musicians, whatever you think of their gimmick, I don't want to fucking hear it. Not you, Jake, but all <laughs> my listeners. I don't fucking care. But musician-wise, those guys are badass. Mm-hmm. And then they put the, the visual thing in it too, but Robert always sat sideways. That always yeah. fucking appealed to me because it's a different perspective. Yeah, the, the dude drummer. from uh, Nonpoint. Yeah, did that he, as did, well. he did that yeah. too. Yep, I thought that was cool. Yeah, and when we were in the Zoo Kings, and I'm only bringing up the Zoo Kings because Ian and I just talked about it a couple weeks ago. And as long as I've had my show, I don't think I've ever talked about it. I might have touched on it with Dave. We put me in the front, kind of stage off to stage right a little bit. So I wasn't in the center, but I wasn't completely stage right. But I was at the very front of the stage every yeah. time we played. And I was only playing a three-piece kit, so it made it easier. I was playing a kick, snare, and a floor. But it just looked cool. It wasn't yeah. that I wanted to be up front because I'm awesome. It had nothing yeah. to do. It was something different for people to look at. Yeah, for sure. For a million in 47 years, we've been looking at people up front, drummer in the back. Yeah. Period. I, in fact, when, we did, when I had Willow Creek, I set up far stage left, back corner. Mm-hmm. something different and i put chris with me my bass player hi chris evans i love your face i miss you chris um, chris is so good i love chris good guitar player and good bass player and hell of a songwriter how do you have all that stuff oh and he's kind of cute too okay chris <laughs> fuck you i'm done with you is he still selling porsches yes he is oh yeah i mean that's a total package right there you just can't beat it. <laughs> i keep putting you over chris I'm, I'm... <laughs> jake i gotta go i gotta call chris <laughs> but we would put me far stage left and we would put chris stage right next to me mm-hmm. so it would be because there was six of us in willow creek so the four of them up front the three guys and the girl and then chris and i were in the back but we still didn't put me in the middle we put me far stage left just yeah. for something different yeah that's why i've always wanted to do that silly mirror thing i just i think it'd be cool i, I mean it. not just being biased because i'm a drummer but i feel like watching a drummer if you're backstage especially some of these uh, somebody like uh, Jay Weinberg, the dude that's playing for Slipknot, oh, yeah, yeah. Shannon Larkin, one of those dudes. They have these, you know, big massive kits, and they're just doing all this shit that you can't see. That you can't see from the front. You know, being in the front mm-hmm. and like being in the back, you're like, oh my god, this is badass. So I think that'd be, I think it's a good idea. Seriously, you fuckers that go build this and make it make it work, <laughs> you owe me something. At least a shout out or a, a buck fifty or a dollar two ninety eight or some such there you shit. Go. Anyway, so <laughs> we totally got off track here. I don't even know where the fuck we were. Oh, train wrecks, acts of God, and uh, you you were recording yourself, so you yeah could that hear was the first time so we, you were king we started shits. tracking. <laughs> yeah, we felt like king shit. Now, did you, were you doing that? And this is a serious question. Jokes aside, were you doing that so you could learn from it, or just because you thought it was cool to hear yourself record it and then realize you can learn from it? Uh, I think both. Okay. Um, we, we started trying to like, I mean, at this time we were starting to come up with different riffs and try to dabble in the original stuff. And we were just tracking stuff, like tracking a baseline or, so I had a, my buddy that played bass, um, who's still to this day, one of the best bass players I've ever played with. He, he's a like huge Les Claypool fan. Daryl so, driver. <laughs> that was actually one of the songs we covered. And uh, <laughs> boy, did I play that wrong back then. God damn. Jake, I, uh, I love you and I think you're a great drummer, but you ain't no Tim Herb Alexander, oh, motherfucker. Dude, that dude, Tim Alexander's a beast. So many creative guys. Um, you know, like Tim, of course, Danny Carey. We were doing some tool stuff. 
God, we were so like basically our we were doing Tool, Primus, Chili Peppers, Incubus. That was our like that was our nice. core of I forgot like Incubus our favorite drummer's band. name, but that guy's great too. Jose something 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 something. But I would say Lothario, but that's an old wrestler from the seventies. <laughs> Jose Lothario. Uh, yeah, it sounds right, but uh, it does, but it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That dude is a mon- I mean, everybody in Incubus is a monster. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that band's badass. But uh, so so we were, all of our stuff was kind of like influenced by, you know, right. shit like that. Well, the reason I was asking about the recording question is because one of the first bands I was in, when we started recording ourselves, same kind of concept, one or two mics in the middle of the room, and we did it because of our egos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought we were the fucking greatest thing ever, king shit. Yeah. Um, and it took me, I don't know, guessing, fuck, I was 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there, so a million years ago, because I'm a fucking dinosaur. Um, <laughs> but it took me two or three times, or two or three different times of recording it to figure out, holy shit, this is a learning tool. And yeah. then I didn't care about the ego, because mm-hmm. I just thought, at first I thought, oh, that's cool, I get to hear myself on fucking tape, man. That's all. Yeah. And then I started going, oh, shit. That's wrong. That's bad. That's garbage. This yeah. is shit. And I tuned everybody else out and I focused on me mm-hmm. going, okay, that's wrong. I'm playing this too fast. I sped up in the middle of that part. So it became a learning tool for me. That's why I asked you that question. Yeah, um, because I, a lot of people, sorry, a lot mm-hmm. of people aren't smart enough to go, I'm doing this to learn first. Mm-hmm. They'll figure it out on however long it takes, a, a day or a year. They'll figure it out eventually. Go, oh shit, I can learn from this. There's very few people that immediately go, we're going to do this so we can learn from it. Yeah. At that age, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I should say. We, um, yeah, definitely the first time we recorded, you know, we were just so, so excited to be able to hear ourselves back. Right. And then after you get over the, like, oh, this is really cool, then you're like, ooh. Is that, is that <laughs> Re- a snare? Reality sets oh. in. <laughs> God, it sounds like I'm hitting the bottom of a plastic trash can. Like, I should probably put a new head on that. <laughs> Kick drum sounds like shit. There's that B8 Pro. God, I wish it would have broke when it fell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like you really start like, why does yep. you listen to the professional recording and then like, all right, we got this badass song, let's play it. And they're like, oh, that sucks. Let's mm-hmm. let's go back to the drawing board. So we use it for that, and um, we w- would make uh, techno beats and put sex noises on them, and that, that's completely <laughs> a different record. <laughs> Joys of being 16 and having a microphone. I love you for so many reasons. <laughs> Not but, because uh, of what you did. <laughs> just how you just slid that right in there. You know, we used to make techno beats, put sex noises on top of them. And we'd play them like we'd go to <laughs> Senior Citizen Day at Kroger and blast them through the car stereo. <laughs> you were a rebellious oh, little Oh, I was a little asshole. <laughs> and then now I you, became a cop. Now you're just a tall asshole. <laughs> Yes, then I grew up. By the way, for those of you that don't know this, Jake is taller than me. I oh, of course you know, because every fucking body's taller than me. Anyway. It's not by much. A uh, couple feet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, well, but before we get too far in the weeds, because um, yeah. I was going to get to that stuff eventually since you brought it up. People know that this is genuine, and I've told you this in private on my show. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Tall asshole, but whatever. <laughs> Hit the uh, 10-year mark last December. Oy. 
So, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy how time flies. Um, just thinking about these stories, you know, from back when we started playing music. I mean, God, that's been shut up ever ago now. Fuck you. Shut up. I mean, it was back when, what'd you say you were 30? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that old (laughs) close, but I'm not that old. Hey, back when you were 30, I was two. Um, (laughs) so when did you, I, I, I've asked this question a million fucking different ways and it always comes out to be the same way. So I'll just be generic. When did you figure out besides the trombone thing? See, mm-hmm. I was paying attention. Yeah. When did you figure out not only do do I want to do this or I could do this, but holy shit, I can do this. So, um, I had been playing in that, in that garage band and we did a, we put the put together a little thing for the talent show. Uh, it was the my influence was the the battle duo the drum duo that Godsmack does with the uh, Sully, Sully, Sully and Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, um, and if you guys haven't seen that, I don't care if you're a fan of Godsmack or not. You guys need to badass. YouTube it. It's badass. <clears throat> Shannon so, learned the monster. Oh yeah, Sully Ernest. Sully's monster. good. Yeah. yeah, he is good. Have you heard Sully Ernest's solo record Avalon? I haven't. Go find it. Is it good? It's. It's not what you think it is, but yes, it's fucking good. It's borderline amazing. It's a really, really good, yeah, it's a really good I, record. Like I said, I was a huge Godsmack fan for the first few albums. Don't think then, Godsmack when you listen to this. It it's just, nothing like Godsmack at all. Not even close. Is it like his acoustic album? Nope. Really? It's weird. It, weird in a good way. I don't mean weird left field like the singer for System of a Down, because that dude, he did a yeah. lot of drugs. <laughs> um it's it's weird in a good way, but it's way way far removed from Godsmack. Awesome! I'll definitely I, I recommend check that, that record to anybody that's ever been a, a Godsmack fan because yeah. it's it's interesting. Anyway, go ahead. So um, you were wanting to do the drum battle? That was the concept. So, so we we put together this little drum battle thing with me and it was actually the dude that broke his foot. Oh, nice! So we, we've we've been friends for a long time and uh, great drummer, and uh, so we. We did that, and we won the talent show. No and shit. And like people were clapping. I was like, oh, oh, I like this. <laughs> I'm on stage. <laughs> Girls are talking to me. Because I was always a like, chubby Cha-ching! kid. Chubby kid with a Jufro. Like, I, didn't, I didn't get a lot of action in high school. Then I started playing drums. I was like, oh, you play drums? Oh, we should hang out. Like, yeah, we should. Let's go. And uh, Oh, my God, you're so cute. <laughs> So I started to get, uh, I mean, it gave me confidence, like for sure being on stage. And, um, I took a radio class, like music has always been like something. I feel like I've always been drawn to music more than anything else. And right. I took a radio TV class in school and got, you know, got to be kind of gave me a different insight of, uh, of the music world. Uh, right. my cousin is, um, he's been with, uh, well, it was clear channel. It's now iHeart. Um, he was on the Fox for a long time, and he's now in Tampa. For 98 Rock down in Tampa. And he was with Clear Channel here? He was with Clear Channel here. At, he was on the Fox. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. And, I missed that part. Um, he, we started out at LRS way back in the day, and eventually ah. moved, he moved to Tampa. Gotcha. Um, so I got to go down... When I was seventh, eighth grade, no, I guess I was in high, 
I think it was in high school. Um, got to go down and hang out with him for a week and go to work with him and see then out to the radio station and oh, nice. fell in love with that. And uh, that's actually what I wanted to do. Um, I did know that about you. You and I talked about that a long time ago because it was about the time that I, I think I was getting this going, mm-hmm. this being the podcast pronouns fucker. Um, <laughs> because I had said something about the more I learn about podcasting, the more I'm interested in a radio thing, not yeah. meaning I want to be on the radio, but just yeah. how it all works. Yeah. So I remember, I remember you telling me that, that you had wanted to do radio for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, taking that, which my cousin, he took the radio and TV class at, in New Omni, and we have, right. I think it it was the first radio TV station, uh, well, maybe not TV station, but radio station in the country um, as far as a high school program. And so it's been around forever, and, and just doing the radio shifts there um, gave me a lot of confidence in speaking right. um, in front of people, whether it was in a crowd or or you know on a mic i've always hated it ironically yeah yeah and uh, i'm sure i've talked about it but since we're sitting here just because you've studied that this thing in my face mm -hmm. i'm used to it now because yeah yeah. my podcast but i used to fucking dread it oh yeah any speaking i had to do in public in any of my classes or any of that shit i fucking hated it (laughs) hated it and I don't really have a reason why. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared to get in front of people, obviously. Yeah. I'm like you. I'll pray and f- play in front of 20,000 people. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Bring yeah. it. Yeah. But there's something about this mic being in front of my face oh, yeah. that used to bother the shit, shit out of me. It, it, it was a borderline fear, mm-hmm. but it was more hatred. I just fucking hated doing it. Yeah. And it's weird. Like You're like, oh, it's just a mic. But when you flip that switch... Mm-hmm. And like you just and the get red in light comes head. on, and you can hear yourself, and you go, "Holy oh. fuck! I do sound like a gopher in a box. Why the <laughs> fuck would anybody want to hear me?" I remember one time I cussed on the uh, on the air. I thought I uh, I thought I had clicked it off. Well, the music doesn't play on the speakers if the mic's still hot. Oh, gotcha. So like I hit play, and I was like, and just not thinking, I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Oh shit!" I said, "Fuck!" Or I said. How did I, what'd I say? I was, I was like, oh, fuck. I said, I said, oh, fuck. And I said, oh, shit. I said, fuck. And then, oh, fuck. I said, shit. And I was still on the air. So I'm like, trying to click it off. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't get fired. I don't think the FCC really listens to high school radio to monitor it. But this is before <laughs> Howard Stern not. and uh, Janet Jackson's boob came out. So I don't think anybody's really paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I love you. <laughs> so many reasons. <laughs> So we got a, got away with a little more back then, but, but yeah, that gave me, uh, like I said, confidence, a whole new appreciation for music. And then right as I was ending my high school days, uh, it was either the end of my junior year or um, beginning of my senior year, I uh, a friend of mine called and she she's like, hey, I, I have a buddy. This By this time, we MySpace was a thing. Right. And she's like... Uh, this girl that I work at JC Penny with dates some dude in the band who's looking for a drummer. So I was like, all right. So um, I went to go, I uh, got his phone number, called him, went and auditioned, took my shitty ass Argent drum kit, and um, went over to some, this dude's garage over in Louisville, and he played some riffs and we jammed, and I sucked. And uh, 
He's like, hey, man. He's like, hey. Uh, we jammed. I sucked. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, you're good, man. He's like, um, we're looking for somebody with some, you know, professional gear and and uh, somebody a little more seasoned. But there's another band. He goes, I, I want you to call these guys. That guy was was Jay Muncy, Justin Muncy. You know Justin. I love Justin. <laughs> so, Hi, buddy. Yeah, ghetto. Some some people call him Jay. I I know him as Jay, but some people call him Justin. Some but. people call him Max Klinger. <laughs> Max Klinger. Mm-hmm. Um. So me and me and Jay go way back, mm. and surprisingly, I wasn't like, "Oh, you're a dick. Fuck you." I was like, "Oh, it's cool, man." Like, because I sucked. I had shitty gear, <laughs> and uh, I was I was younger than he was. Can we can we do a joint public service announcement? I like to do PSAs on my <laughs> yeah. show. If the truth makes you mad, fuck you. Yeah. You're the problem. Yeah. Carry on. I agree with that statement. So uh, I, think I knew you would. <laughs> if you can't admit that you suck, then it's not even that. Just if it's true oh, and yeah. it's brought up to you and it pisses you off, you're the problem. Yep. You can't get mad at the truth. It's oh, true. Yeah. And um so he he hooked me up with a couple dudes, uh, George Kirby and Bobby Pettyjohn, who um, we we started up a band called Discontent. And That's a uh, cool name. And uh, I brought in oh fellow trombone player Travis. Ah. And uh, he started playing. He was playing bass at that point. Um, long story short, we all started jamming. We ended up. Um, we tried out so many different singers and um fucking singers. I mean, I could do a podcast just on the shit that we went through just to get <laughs> just to get to doing shows and stuff. And we I think all of us could. <laughs> oh my god. We had a guy who was a rapper and he's like, I got some beats on my computer. I'll bring him over when we practice and uh you know, we'll we'll see. We'll start laying some stuff down, see what we can do. So, it's like, all right, cool. Granted, like laptops weren't like a super thing. common <laughs> then, but they were out. Right. So this dude walks in with a huge ass uh, HP desktop. He walks in with a tower, <laughs> with a tower and uh. a monitor, a forty-two inch monitor. At least he brought in a big monitor. I was like, "Oh, you you really did bring a computer in?" Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm do it. He's like, "Yeah, I bought this computer from my neighbor for like fifty bucks." And then there was like this weird video of like her and a dog, and like it shit got weird. And then he went home, and we didn't hire him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that is a true story. Some of the shit that I get involved with, I'm like, "How does this?" I don't even. Because you're a drummer. What, what happened? You're a drummer. Get this same, out of here. Same same shit I've gone through. <laughs> We're drummers. We <sighs> we always get the shitty end of the stick somehow. Oh, yeah. But because we're the first ones there and the last ones to leave, <laughs> we always see all the dirt. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I guarantee you every drummer that has a decent memory and or is not a raging drug addict or alcoholic, I bet we could tell some serious stories if we put all of our shit together. <laughs> Absolutely. Of all the shit we've seen. Oh, yeah. Late at four o'clock in the fucking morning, we're loading gear. Are those people really fucking on the bar? <laughs> Wait, yeah, what is that? Is that how it, is that even possible? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that his sister? That's 
But, Is uh, that his cousin wife? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah, we are in Kentucky. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm a Hoosier. Disclaimer, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you might have, you might hear a couple Kentucky jabs from Actually, me. Actually, I don't. Oh, I, I jab Kentucky all the time. I'm not from here. I don't give a shit. Well, I don't know what I would be. I'm from New York, so Yankee. Well, I mean, I know I'm a Yankee, but I, I don't know Indiana people are Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. It's weird. Like, like what the hell is a Hoosier? Beat the fuck out of me, dude. I've been here 13 <laughs> years. I've been trying to figure it out. Well, I'm. I've lived here all my life. I don't know what a damn. You Hoosier still don't is. know, do you? Yeah. So, um, I know it's a tire. There you go. Who's your tires? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make race tires. <laughs> they do. They're good at race tires. And they are. A lot of very drag good. racers like race very tires. Very good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ain't making fun of drag racing because I watch the fuck out of it. Hell yeah. So get old, get old drag racing. Get old NASCAR. I mean, that's no. Can't you're, do you're NASCAR. Speaking, speaking no, my language. Right can't there. do NASCAR. They're making a left turn. <laughs> I lose. I lose interest. Hey, sometimes they turn right. <laughs> About three times a season they turn right into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh so right around that time I actually uh I graduated school high school and my grandpa was like was like, What do you want for graduation? I wanted a drum set. Of course you didn't did. want an Argent drum company no. <laughs> piece of shit that was rusting. <laughs> uh so No more rust. <laughs> My first, like, legit kit was a Yamaha Tour Custom. Brand new set got for uh, graduation. Nice. Very and cool. I was on cloud nine when I got that. Now, did you get full rig or did you get just the shells? J- uh, yeah, it came. It had hardware pack and everything. Nice. And, uh, Very cool. And at this time, I had had, I, I'd got some, I got some different, Sabian symbols here and there, so it was all low line shit. But well, right, you know, I, I was on, I was on top of the world. Fuck so yeah, you were. Uh, There's nothing like that first new or new to you. Yours was new. Yeah, none of my rigs have been new until I got the Gretsch rig a few years ago. I've always bought used rigs, but nothing is like sitting down behind that new rig for the first time and you sit down oh, and you yeah. go, "Holy shit, this is all mine." <laughs> Let the beatings commence. <laughs> it's, it's over at that point. And you're like, oh, this kind of sound, this is way closer yeah. to what the record sounds well, there, like. There is that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is what fucking drums sound like. Yeah, okay. Man. Like, oh, All right. So, not trash candy. Yeah. Actually, wood. It, it's actual wood. I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure it was plastic. It was it like a wood finish. Hey, is that balsa wood they used to make them all fly? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, right around the same time, um, we got hooked up with Josh French and Mike Birch, and they were in a group called Institution. So that started a uh, hip hop. They had a hip hop group for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then some of those guys kind of split ways. So they joined us. We called it Institution. Um, discontent lasted for one show. We played uh, a show at Headliners with Chris Bowles when he did his uh, uh, what do you call? Uh, he left Flaw and did like a solo run. Uh, oh, Chris Foles. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I was here yet. What year would that have been? Do you know? That would have been around 06 or 07. I got here in 07. I got here in, well, I was working on it in the end of 06, but I physically, my first show in Louisville was New Year's Eve 2007. 
turning oh, okay. 2007. And then I moved here in February. Okay. I was already with Heaven Hill. We were already rehearsing. So February, whatever, end of February was 2007 is when I actually moved here. And for that first year, I was in Heaven Hill world. And yeah. I don't mean that derogatory or anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I was in their world. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had so much shit to do with that band, and they introduced me to so many people and all their people, so I didn't get to see anything else. That's why I always, my first year, year and a half here is, and I went through my divorce too. Mm-hmm. So my first year and a half here is really fuzzy. Jokes mm-hmm. about memory aside, there's a couple bands I remember from that time um, that were either ending right when I got here but there's a lot of where I'm going with this. My point is there's a lot of shit before I got here. I If I haven't already heard about it or somebody's told me about it, I have no fucking clue who it is. Mm-hmm. Like the Constant and all those bands, they were all yeah. way before my time, obviously. My time up here. There were so many, like at this point, the Louisville rock scene was just on fire. Dude, like, when I got here in 07, when I got here in 07, it was fucking crushing. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, there was... Every weekend, every Friday and Saturday night, there was a great show somewhere. Oh, for sure. Um, you had guys like uh, Sabrosa, Kenzie, mm-hmm. In the Clear, uh, Four Story Failure, uh, Seven, Seven Day, Day Sun. Sun. Yep. Um, I'll never forget that band, him and his big giant white DWs. Yeah, man. Two Kicks. That was a beautiful kick. Yes, it was. I forgot what that guy's name is. Oh, damn it. Doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but I'm just saying for the point of this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There was a lot of bands because there was also us, us being Heaven Hill, and then there was uh, uh let's see, uh, Nova Red, Nova Red with mm-hmm. Raul. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there's so many great. Did you catch that? Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> to make sure you caught it. I'm gonna do it one more time for those that didn't catch it. Mm. <laughs> um, they were a good band, and but there was um, Todd Whitener had a couple of projects at that time. Uh, I think one was actually called Whitener because he had Terry Harper playing drums for him. Yeah. Good old Terry, man. He, I, I don't remember that time. Yeah, Terry, motherfucker, you need to Terry. be on my show. He keeps blowing me off. I, th- I don't think he likes me. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Terry pretty much booked every, like, I think we we only played Terry Harper shows there for a long time. Like, right. he he kept us so busy. And, I mean, he always had somebody coming into town. Oh, for sure. Um whether it was national or kind of regional acts, mm-hmm. um, everywhere from Bulldog Cafe to, uh, so he was doing get the old Wicks out on Dixie. Oh yeah, uh, I never saw headliners. That place. Um, All kinds of shows. Uncle Pleasant. There were so many Phoenix Hill. It's of not Uncle Pleasant. It was Uncle Sweaties. Uncle Sweaties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saw Hailstorm there. First time I'd ever been in that building. Yeah. And it was so ungodly fucking hot, yeah. and the air was broke. That <laughs> place is Uncle Sweaty's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Oh, from just when I moved up here, 07, I don't know how far back it goes, but 07, the, the fucking, in 08, a little bit of 09 too. It was a good two or three years after I got here that yeah. the, the scene was fucking crushing it. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh, with a lot of original rock bands. Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't do any covers back then. It was all original stuff, and. We played some great shit. We played with uh, uh, Taproot. We played with Cold. Um, Carnival, the guys from Australia. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. We got to do two shows with them. Those guys are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know you got to open for them. Yeah. We, I watched that dude play drums, and I don't want to play anymore. Oh, my God, dude. He's, Remember what we were talking about earlier? Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ugh. I think it's, is it Steven Judd? Is I, uh, yes. Steven Judd? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're those guys are so creative, Ugh. and uh, makes me angry. yeah. When you watch them play, you're like, I don't even know why I play anymore. Just I'm selling all my shit. <laughs> I'm not even selling it. Just come pick it up. (laughs) Just putting it out to the trash. Just take it. Fucking care. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was such a cool scene, and and everybody, everybody, uh, everybody was vibing and and like ever supported each other. I mean, you played. It wasn't like your band played four hours and then Mm -hmm. it was it. Everybody. There would be five or six bands on a bill, and you everybody played forty five minute sets or every Heaven Hill show we had. And I, and I, that was the only original band I was in when I was up here, kids. That's why I keep referring to them. That, and it's the reason I'm in Louisville, mm-hmm. Louisville. Uh, but every Heaven Hill show we ever did, there was no less than three bands on the bill. Yeah, yeah. Whether we headlined or not. Right. If we headlined, sometimes we would put four mm-hmm. bands under us, so it would be a five-band bill. Yeah. Um, but it was never less than four bands. Total. Right. And I think that was cool. And I. Besides the Black Plague, <laughs> those days are gone. I don't think they'll ever it, around here. Yeah, I don't know if they'll ever come back. I have no idea. Yeah, and it's uh, it's weird. The rock scene died, and then I mean, now we don't even have a rock station. I have a classic right. rock station, but mm-hmm. um, so sad. Yeah, and uh, you know why? Why's that? I'm a judgmental prick, so I have an opinion why everybody decided they could make shit in their studio which their studio is their fucking bedroom with a laptop, and they ruined <laughs> yeah. it for everybody. Yeah. Um, That's my two cents. That it's not is, really founded on anything, but there's a lot of truth in it. Yeah, I mean, back in <laughs> the day, aside. the only time, unless you went to a studio and paid lots of money, I mean, we were pressing a tape recorder that we were sitting in the middle of the room and yeah. and trying to record something on it, and then, oh, it ended up sounding like was a bunch of cymbals and cymbal <laughs> wash and... and uh, so like somebody was hitting washer and dryer. Yeah, the snare hit. Shoes in a dryer. Is <laughs> there a boot in a dryer? <laughs> so when did you? Um, the only reason I keep having to angle this is because I don't remember how to turn the light on. So I'm looking <laughs> at the time and making sure the battery is good. Oh, we're plenty. We're we're perfect. I actually have to pee. Do you want to take a yeah, take a break. break real fast? Yeah. I actually never taken a break on this. Let's see how it works. <laughs> well. That's it, kids. That's the show for the week. That is part one of my conversation with Jake. Uh, I was going to edit that ending out, but it was just so perfect I left it in there because it's actually kind of funny, and it's true. It really happened. I had to pee. So there you go. I hope you learned something. I hope you got some entertainment out of it. I hope you got some giggles out of it. Like I said, Jake's a funny dude, and we have new words like king shit or plural king shits, whichever way you want to slice that one. So that's it. I am out of here. The closing of this is going to be short because there is another episode with Jake coming next week. That will be part two. So make sure you check out that episode so you can finish off the long conversation that we had. And like I said at the beginning of this, it was awesome to get to hang with him and get to spend some time with him. Jake and I have been friends for a while, but we've never really got to hang out uh, because we're we've always been so busy he's he's he might be more of a band whore than i am i'm not 100 percent sure but that is all for me i am out of here i have some other stuff i have to go do because i'm so fucking busy all the things i have going on wait what 
So anyway, that's it. I want to thank you guys for hanging out. And uh, as I say at the end of the new normal new episode, whatever, you know the drill. (gasps) Stay safe and shit. That's right. Stay safe. Learn how to draw. Learn how to play an instrument if you don't already know how to play an instrument. If you do, go practice. And if you've been practicing, practice some more. Whatever you do, just do it and do it to the best of your ability and keep going and don't let anything get in your way. And that's it. I'm out of here. So until next time, I will talk at you soon.